and welcome to another episode of Fool's Daily. It is I, and I am joined by him. It's not Spoons. It's not. It's much better than Spoons. No, we're the same. Well, not. Well, you're not. No, because. You're you're twice the height of him. This is true, yep. And he's twice the weight of me. Oh, that could have been. That's below the belt. Well, it might be. That's if he's wearing a belt. Which he probably needs to. to. He has to wear about. Actually, I think he wears them big suspenders made out of industrial strength cable. Now you got me uh, excited. <laughs> what about being tied up with industrial strength cable? No, <laughs> talking suspenders. Oh, we're talking suspenders. No, different type of suspenders, mate. <laughs> it's me, comrade. It is. I bet you didn't know that. I bet they didn't. It's not Liz and uh... Liz and Rich. Yeah, Liz and Rich. I did sound like the Queen then, I decided. <laughs> Have you listened back? I listened to it, I'm afraid, yes. <laughs> you loser. I'm sorry. <laughs> How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. So, we're going to talk about Salute again. Yeah, I'm uh, uh, having heard the uh, the downer episode. Well, it wasn't a downer. It was. It's your perception and yours is... Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a downer. It was just. It was a bit. To us, it was a bit meh. It was. Uh, it was interesting hearing it and listening to it in terms of uh, another perception of it. I mean, I was really excited about Salute this year. Were you? To a certain. I was excited about going. Yeah, because it had been several years since I'd been. I mean, I've I've been every year pretty much, and uh, I was last. The last few years have been pretty meh. Um, but I was really looking forward to it this year, probably because of on the back of Ogam, and I had for one of the you know one of the I think it's the only time actually I've actually had things that I were trying was trying to achieve uh, in terms of uh, figures to buy and uh, helping others getting to Ogam because uh, I've managed to persuade Nick and Nigel at the club that. Uh, Ogam's something that uh, they should potentially look into. I was um, I was most gratified when we bumped into each other the second time to see them uh, with their Ogam rule books flicking through. <laughs> Bought from two separate places as well. Well, because everywhere was sold out. Yeah, I think uh, Nigel managed to get one from the Osprey stand and uh, uh, Nick got his from the place that was selling the North Star stuff. Yeah. Um, as well as a few, he may have bought um, Odin as well, which is quite a nice figure actually. It's quite—I didn't realise it was that big. My um, my uh, Celtic god—I can't remember his name. Kuronos. Yeah, he's not very big, is he? No. He's quite t- tiny, really. No, that's um, it's one of those things. I'd rather use an Orion figure, I think. Yeah, it's one of it's one of those things with those North Star those North Star figures. Um, they aren't the biggest in the world. The Odin one, I mean, we looked inside the box. Seems quite nice for a, a god figure. Now we, we, we're of course um, digressing again. Yes. Um, oh, well, I was going to actually digress a little bit more. Um, just while we're on Ogan, so. And this isn't designed as a plug, but we put um, 
the Ogam measuring sticks up on the Bendy Board site this week. Okay. And you've been writing a nice blog. I'm waiting for you to, to oh, finish and I'm, it I'm, off. Yeah, I'm, oh, and the Greeks, and then I'll start on um, something else. Yeah, I think the Greeks are the easiest to probably collect for, aren't they? Yeah, I think they probably are. I got I got distracted by um, Dead Man's Chest, which is something we'll talk about on, on another, another on another episode. Yes. Yeah, but no. Um, so I put the sticks up, and then we had a I had an email from someone. Saying that, uh, saying that his group and a couple of groups around him play Ogam, but they play it in fifteen mil. Oh, okay, and so that means they so that they can use twenty eights as gods. the gods, and you can just use a twenty eight mil, you know, a twenty eight mil monster suddenly becomes, you know, an, an ogre becomes a giant, yep. sort of thing, which I thought was very clever. It certainly opens it up even more, doesn't it? terms yeah. of figure choice but anyway yes yeah, so i went there with an agenda as it were so what did you get um i did have a photograph i bet you i still have i bet you i haven't got it i bought some uh some nice counters for um hordes for my current minions that i got those from war bases they're little, cool. they're little 60p round wound counters. Uh, uh, oh, nice. So one of the units that I use in my minions is the, the Bog Trog Shamblers. And this, oh, the what? The Bog Trog Shamblers, they are. It sounds like a, a country and western uh, group, really. <laughs> but the anything that's killed within eight inches of the leader... I can collect a corpse token and I kind of ran out of the corpse tokens that I had and I thought, and I'd seen at SmogCon that uh, guys had these sort of counters, you know, the circular counters, and I thought, hmm, more bases do those. So I picked up four um, just in case, because they're always handy, those sorts of things. Yes. Uh, And I'm running two units anyway, so I need at least two. Um, I picked up some... Uh, some MDF terrain from a company called Mini Bits, is it? Oh yes, Mini Bits, Mini Bits dot net or something like that. I think um, these are sort of containers. There's a pack of four for seven fifty, so quite reasonably priced. Um, these are sort of shipping containers. Um, All right. And uh, because I'm, I think I need to have some higher terrain for relic knights. So I'm actually going to pull out my necromunda stuff as well, rather than your traditional sort of hordes and malifaux type terrain. I mean, a mix of both will work, but I think you need slightly higher stuff. Um, I bought some nice. 60 mil micro art studio mosaic bases. Oh, they are nice. And ones. I am just going to spray those and wash them, and they are going to become portals for relic knights. So I've, I've made, I've restricted the base size, so you can't have your big 80 mils jumping on there. But I've, I've always fancied the idea of using portals in a game where you sort of go into one and appear at another one, sort of thing. You know, I just, I like that idea from a narrative point of view no very cool um 
I went to the Guild Ball stand. Didn't everybody go to the Guild Ball stand? And it was very, very busy there. <laughs> uh, it was quite amusing because I think I didn't think they expected it, but they also sort of expected. I was talking to Rich Loxon um, mm. at the stand. Uh, my understanding is that they pretty much cleared out all their stock. Um, I don't know if they've if they've still got stuff or you know close to close to um, clearing all their stock, so they're going to have to have some. They're going to have to get some new stock in for the figures and things like that. Yeah. Um, I picked up a team whilst I was there. I picked up the butchers um, mainly. Because did you did you get the did you go for the deal and get all of the figures for it? I went for the deal, but I said to Rich, I don't want the. Um, book because i've already the kickstarter my kickstarter pledge included the, the book both oh, okay hardback and um pdf form um That's cool. you know we're going to get complaints about you rustling in the background don't you uh, i'm stopping then i'm looking for my eye drops <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i said i don't want the rule book so basically he uh Pull me together a lovely deal with some extra figures um i got the plot cards and, oh nice uh, I got the Kraken figure, the show exclusive. Oh, that's cool. And the resins are a lot, much, much nicer than the the metals, um, for obvious reasons. Because resin take, I think resin takes the detail better. I would, if I was going to do a team, I would pay the extra for the resin. Yeah, I think. yeah. Um, and then on, because well, Salute's big, as it's a it's a big place, so. I didn't get to see everything, but I went. I got to this. I can't remember the name of the stand. Oh, perhaps I can because I took a, a card. No, Axe Faction was a name of figures, a range of figures that I was looking at. Can't remember, but they were selling scale seventy-five scale color paints. Oh yes. Um, now I've used Andreas color, which is, I believe, similar to these scale seventy-five paints. Um, I've I've got a flesh paint set, and I finally got to use them on some of the Relic Knight figures I painted. So I bought a Shades of Doom set, which is uh, uh, they're dark colours, blues and greens, All right. like that. But uh, they're meant to be used together. I actually haven't opened them. Best um, surprise. There is a leaflet in here, I believe. Oh look, Russell, Russell, Russell. But I liked using the paints, so um, they had so many sets there, and it was it was the same. You know, you have you make a decision on paints, and you there was an NMM, NMM paint set, there was a sort of um, fantasy flesh paint set, and all sorts of things. So I went for this, thinking I will probably use some of these colours on my Technus um, Wrath of Kings army. All right, um, and. I think one of the things I discovered whilst reading the blurb is that these these paints have finer pigment in them, which is why it makes using them feel very different to using your normal GWP3 Vallejo type paints. Um, and I, I think because of the finer pigment in the paints, the blending is easier to do as well, or it certainly seems to take to blend easier, take to blending easier. Um, so I'm actually really looking forward to using those, but I'm in the middle of building stuff because I've got the Welsh Open coming up in May. 
Um, and I'd like to take my minions to play there. So I'm trying to get them in a state where at least they're not falling off bases or blue tack together and I can actually play them. Yeah. Um, I can't. I, oh yes, miss. Went to miss. All right. And that was really nice because Aidy McWalter was there and that was a blast from the past. Yeah, so it was nice to see him. Yes. Yes. I think, uh, it was it was really good fun because he's retired now. Obviously, he's a published author now as well. For he is, yeah. In terms of the Warlord Black Powder supplement, I think it is, isn't it? Yes. Um, but I went there because I'd asked to um, for them to put aside a couple of figures for me. Oh, nice. Which I may use in Ogam, but a more. I I have the idea in my head that this is going to be. Um, an open combat crew. Oh, okay. So very much like your idea, you've got monstrous, monstrous monsters sort of thing. Yeah. I wanted to do something similar, but I didn't want to copy the figures that you've got, even though the ogre figure that you've got is absolutely gorgeous. Um, and I've got this Forge World Rhinox, the ogre on a Rhinox, the woolly mammoth thing. I, I, right. I bought it God knows how many years ago. I love the figure. I've done nothing with it. And I thought I'd very much like to use that. And along with that, I got a troll figure from Mears, Jorlan, Jortand or something like that. Um, and it was just as well that I reserved one because um, Rob Lane, the guy uh, who sort of runs Mears, said to me, you're lucky you've asked me for that because they sold out within the sort of first hour. So wow. That's how nice that figure is. Um, and then I bought some sort of, some, one of their Balor, right, Balor, Balor, whatever you want to call it, yep. range of um, figures, and he's just sort of generic fighter sort of thing. I was actually thinking potentially he could be um, Balor One-Eye in my... Oh, in your Ogam Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. I might. I, that may need conversion as such to so that he has got one eye. Um, but yeah, I also got a uh, a playtest game in there as well. Not playtest. I've got a demo game in there, and I don't normally do demos because I don't like doing de- demos at shows because generally it's problematic for me to hear. And I didn't bring my ear trumpet with me um, because my, as you know, I foolishly punctured my eardrum a few years we ago. Know. <laughs> and we I, know. I have da- I, believe, I believe we've talked about it on the show, actually. I have, da- I have a damaged eardrums tissue. So in... Because you're a moron. It, it, yes. It, in places <laughs> where there is a lot of background noise, I can't pick up what people are saying sometimes. Yeah, and so it's very much a case of pardon, pardon, and I get irritated by saying irritated by saying pardon. But I got a demo of the Darklands game. Uh, it was a very basic game, a very basic demo because I believe the rules include magic and um, psychology. Uh, it's billed as appealing to people who like Warhammer, Horde's War Machine, and. Uh, it's got a, a hint of epic in there in that there is an, an initiative 
concept and then a concept. There's of, an interesting command mechanism as well. Concept of retaining initiative as well. Command mm. mechanism. Yeah. That you have to have so many leaders. Oh, okay. Um, they... Similar to. <laughs> at least from reading the rule book. I haven't had a demo, but I have. I, they were giving away um, little rule books. Yep. I got, um, got one of those as well. So I was, I've been reading that. That was t- Tim Fisher was just going here, have a rule book. <laughs> Which is nice, actually, because it sort of gets it out there. I flicked yeah. through it because I was interested to see how the psychology and magic would uh, affect it, but they, they haven't, I don't think they cover it in that little mini rule, rule book. No. So, from what one of the other guys who was demoing there was saying, that it, it does change the game a bit, but it felt like. Hordes War Machine to a certain extent in terms of the the movement and the the round bases. There were elements of it which actually did feel like epic from an, the the initiative point of view, but it did feel very much like fantasy battle, you know, the normal sort of to hit to wound type things. Um, but they are using D10s or D100s, in fact. D100s, but it's it's zero to ninety nine, yeah, not, not zero, uh, one to not one to hundred. Yeah. Um, so the, the thing that seemed to me to be sticky was looking at, looking up those percentages. So instead of looking like on your to hit table, sort of weapon skill three versus, you know, toughness four or whatever it is, you know, um, you, you're looking at ranges of, um, percentages. So, and I'm sure you'll get used to that when, if you're playing the game anyway, um, But that was one of the, 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 the complex things that I thought, which... But you're, you're playing with a D10, a D100 system, so you, yeah. you, it's there for granularity and, and um, generating a wider spread of to-hit roles, essentially. Yep. Um, I'd be interested to see what the figures or units or squads or whatever they call them in the game, um, the, the points cards look like final product because they had laminated versions of stuff which had been knocked up um, yeah because you there is a concept of uh tracking health as well so um i'm keen to see what they would look like as well but the game you know was was fair enough um the, the miniatures make it obviously um and uh, it was interesting just having the demo because um, I didn't know what it was going to be like at all. Yeah. Um, apart from that, I didn't really see any of the demo tables or, uh, you know, the the club tables or anything like that. I didn't really pay any, te- any attention to any of that. I only saw those in the photographs afterwards. Um, and I think that was pretty much my, my spend, I think. Did you uh, see the queue for Forge World? I saw the yeah. You could not miss. Uh, I, I asked, "What's that the queue for?" And it was for Forge World. And I thought, you yeah, know, that's always the same. Um, I, why? Why queue for Forge World? Because there was meant to be something there special, and it turned out there wasn't. Uh, for a, that's from one blog post that I've read. I've read. Oh, okay. But those Mears figures are lovely, and they they will fit into all sorts of game systems. Yeah, yeah. I bought one. I bought a big ice troll yeah, thing. Yeah, you, you bought the one that I'd like to buy at some point as well. Yeah, he's he's excellent. I've based him all up, and I've realised that by basing him up, I've made him very hard to paint. 
Yeah. Oh, I did buy some uh, North Star stuff as well. I bought the Legends, Celtic Legends box set, which I thought right. was quite nice. Um, yes, yeah, so there's some nice figures in there. I bought the Kuranos God. Yeah. Which, when I opened it up, I, it was like, oh. Yeah, because he's only about twice the height of a 28mm model. Yeah, I he? thought he'd be a bit more imposing, which is why I was... I remember looking at Orion figures the week before, thinking mm. he would make a good Karanos as well. Yeah. Um, so if anyone's... Well, when I get, if anyone's, when I get to my showcase, then... Sorry? When I get to write the showcase for the Celts, then I'll help you out. Oh, good, 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 good. Oh, I bought some... I went to Warlord and I bought some... Uh, plastic Celt figures and some archers. Oh, good. So, Oh, they're nice figures as well. Yeah, so so I actually have some stuff for, you know, for the Celtic Ogam Force. So I just need you to get it stuck together and then we can play. Yeah, but do, do you know what? <clears throat> I look at the, the Norse stuff and I just think to myself, I really wish I could do Norse, but... Well, you can. Well, yeah, but Nick's going to do Norse, so... Oh, is he? Yeah. I think Nigel's doing Egyptian. But I really like the Odin, especially that Odin figure that you've got. And which one? The Odin figure. Not the Odin, the Thor figure that you've got. Oh, the Thor figure that I've got, yeah. Where did you get that from? That's Andrea Miniatures. Ah, yes. It's lovely. Anyway. It it is nice. So, yeah, I mean... So, what was your impressions of the show? I mean, you know, yesterday, I think it would be yesterday, or day before, Spoons and I, you know, there was a cast where Spoons and I talked, and we were basically, it was a bit meh. Um, As I said, I was excited for the show, so the excitement carried through. I think there was a lot more people here, there, than the year before, and it seemed to have a different buzz and feel to it. Uh, The last couple of years have been pretty... and. To the point where, very much like yourselves, you think to yourself, is it worth me going again? Um, I don't think the venue is does the show any favours whatsoever. I hate the lighting in that venue. Um, it's like walking around in twilight. Uh, and because it's sort of that faceless, warehousey aircraft hangar sort of feel to it, it it doesn't have any sort of, uh, what's the right word? It's It feels dead to a certain extent, you know? It yes. doesn't have any sort of oomph to it. Olympia was Olympia, so it, 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 it came with, uh, you know, the kudos of being Olympia. Kensington Town Hall was, had its own sort of uniqueness in terms of building and everything like that. Um, Excel's always busy, you know, because we're, yeah. we're in London and there's a number of halls over there that get used for other things. There was the Sherlock thing there. There was yeah. obviously the London Marathon thing going on and it's it's heaving, you know. It, it could obviously be a lot busier, but there are a lot of crowds there. And I will still go because um, I'm guessing there will be something that I want. Um, but I do believe that what you and Spoon said is correct in terms of the fact that I think the the gone are the days of the new hotness. Yes. I, I remember that 
PP is celebrating 10 years of hordes this year. Yeah. Being out. And I remember being at Salute and hordes was out. And that was the new hotness. And I can't remember how many other Salutes I've been to where there has been a new hotness. And that is what's cool about Salute. With the Dawnus Kickstarter, as you said, and, and you've covered this already, I, I do agree with you that it's taken away some of that going into a sweet shop with a, a load of money in your pocket type feeling. And it doesn't matter how many sweets you want, you can buy. You can, the world's your oyster sort of thing. So, yeah. and I don't think it wasn't was until hearing you guys talking about it that I realised that. And I, I, I agree with it. I agree that the dawn of the Kickstarter projects and the Indiegogo projects, etc., have taken something away from the show, which is a shame. Yes. So, I mean. Is there an opportunity there to do something else with Salute? You know, there's plenty of space there. And there's plenty of space to grow. Um, well, what else could you do? Don't know. The only thing I you could couldn't act- run a, you couldn't run events. I don't think you could because it would just be a nightmare, especially with with food and God yeah, knows you, what else. You couldn't run events there. I mean, it's, you know, it is a showcase. And certainly, I mean, we talked about it before. For some of the smaller miniature companies, it still makes or breaks their year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there was, there's a lot of footfall traffic. And certainly from a getting your name out there point of view, I, I'm strongly considering it for Bendy Boards next year. Um, you know, having a stall. Just for the sheer amount of footfall. Yeah. I, uh, I know that those sorts of um, businesses have to, you know, start working well in advance to get stock together. Yep. Yep. And I, I mean, if we do it, then we'll launch a new range of stuff at Salute. Yep. That's what, you know, we'll aim to have a brand new thing that never seen before at Salute. But who knows? Anyway, so you thought you weren't going to be able to talk for long enough, and you've talked for ages. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right. People love to hear your dulcet tones. Um, yeah, it was it was good because I went with mates. It was good because I met up with mates like yourself and Lee and Spoons and Pete and, and Joel. It was nice seeing Joel as well, and I did say to him, it's very noticeable, the weight loss, especially in mm. his face. Um, and, and often that is what salute's about, you know, just... Taking it is, those few it, steps and then not getting any further, sort of thing. It's it's meeting up with friends, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off now. Okay. Well, you've been talking for 27 minutes. Go if you get a chance, is what I'd say. Okay, but not necessarily every year. No, not necessarily every year, unless you're local. <laughs> like you. Like me. Like you. Local shows for local folk. <laughs> Until the next time. Have you been Conrad? I have been Conrad, and I think you have been Michael. I uh, No, I don't think so. You've been Mike. <laughs> That'll be who I've been. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye! You can contact Fools Daily on Twitter. We're at Fools Underbar Daily. Or via email, foolsdaily at outlook.com. 